Misfits. Uh, fish tank in the background. If you hear the water running. Oh, that's all right. That's a good bit. <laughs> um, yeah, welcome everyone uh, back to the Salt Shake FGC podcast, and I have a lovely guest with me, music artist remixer Rukunetsu, or AKA Ruku, or other nicknames you've got. How are you doing, bro? Pretty good today. Pretty good. Um, I'm happy to be on the show. Oh, sweet man. Um, yeah. So just uh, give us a brief rundown about yourself. Okay, uh, well, I've been doing the uh, music thing for roughly, I'd say, 10, 11, maybe 12 years now. And, uh, you know, I've been into fighting games into into some capacity for about that time. Although I never got very good at them, I would get interested and try them out and, you know, just go from there. But between the fighting games, me uh, and various other influences, I got into remixing you know, because I had a touch of music experience. So I got into doing remixes. Mm. Uh, you know, as as time went on, I, you know, invested more in the craft. You know, I learned more, applied more, and, and I got to the point where, um, granted, I still have a lot to learn, especially from a theory and, you know, more compositional standpoint. But at the same time, there are those who enjoy what I do, and I'm grateful for that. And so, yeah, it, it just that's what's kept me going for the last few years now. Mm. So yeah, you've um you've you've been doing that. I mean, you've you've your presence is you know you've been around for for quite a while. Like I used to watch a lot of your early stuff on YouTube. Actually, one of my friends, one of the Salt Shaker guys, referred me to your stuff. Um, ah, okay. And there's not a lot of guys or, or people that kind of do what you do with your level of, um, how should I say, style. Oh, thank you, thank you. No, it's just um, and you and you've mentioned you've had training, like like you used to do classical training, like piano training and stuff. Yes, when I was in grade, I'd say <laughs> like three or four, three, four, five around that time, I started to get into piano. You know, um, I do little uh, organ playing at the church and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. But as time went on, I let's just say I went rogue and I figured, hey, I got enough training, I could do it on my own now i don't need any more training yeah <laughs> so unfortunately while i playing by ear got me so far i'll admit yeah but i ultimately i still needed more theory of course and, but i never followed through on it and so yeah moving forward i did i do have some degree of training if you will not really classical just piano training yeah and so that got me to where i am in terms of knowing certain chords and certain melodies, and you know things like that just general air for music but yeah and you're from the bahamas oh i'm from yeah, yeah. I'm from the bahamas. quite, quite an I'm quite from... an interesting place um the, the character that i play in my chosen fighting game there's a part in the series where he takes a uh, he goes for the quiet life in the bahamas so is that kind of yeah what is what is the bahamas like how would you describe well, it if... If we want to get technical, it's a chain of like 700 islands and keys, so they say. But I live on one of the main islands. I live in uh, Grand Bahama. That's the northernmost island ah, yeah. in the country. And overall, yes, it's actually, it's pretty chill. It's a mix of old world thinking and, and you know, new world styling, if you will. So you have your restaurants, you have your various franchises and stuff, you know, if you're craving for that stuff. But um, yeah. yeah, you know you have the you no know, girls on the beach and parasailing. Yeah, 
<laughs> like I just where you have that. Yeah, no, it's it, like it's it looks like such a beautiful place. Um, would you yeah, consider it a holiday spot? You know, like would it kind of match Hawaii or say Bali? Yeah, given that most of those destinations share the same, uh, what do you call it? Uh, I'd say geographical placement in that you have a beach as the primary focus. You have uh, the ocean, rather, as the primary focus. It makes for a great spot, you know, especially when you go to certain hotels and certain, you know, I don't want to call them tourist traps, but hey. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. When, when, you know, when you get to those spots, you get to enjoy a certain park. You know that's that's been developed for that experience but uh you know some people like to venture away from those areas and you know go inland and see other sites and you can do that too if you want yeah well but, yeah it makes for a great spot did you ever um like growing up there did you ever think about like branching out and kind of ever did you ever consider leaving the the safe net of the bahamas and exploring the world as a matter of fact i I did, and I still do to this day, honestly. Uh, you know, even though you know the recent uh, COVID and whatnot has kind of changed the way you know people think about traveling and whatnot. Um, I still would like for me and and my wife, if possible, to if not, you know, venture out into a new country, at least travel a bit more moving forward. Because you know, being here is great. I, I love my hometown. I love my island. But just the other day, you know, you're just looking out the window and looking at the sky and thinking, hey, it'll be really nice to just travel again, visit somewhere in Europe again, you know, things like that. Yeah. But it would be nice to venture out. I agree with you there. It would be good to venture out. Yeah. No, just because, like, it, it does seem like a lovely place. But obviously, if you come from a small area, you always dream of, you know, what's out there. If you've exactly. ever thought about just jumping the fence, seeing what's what's yeah. abroad. Exactly, exactly. And that's why um, the first time I, I got to cross the pond and go to Europe, right? That was back in 2005, 2006, I believe. I ended up in Cologne, Germany. Cologne, Germany. <laughs> I'm not sure if I pronounced it correctly. And it was very nice. You know, it was a, it was a life-altering experience to see that, you know, there's a world out there, you know, beyond seeing it on TV and seeing it on your laptop. This is amazing, mm. and I want to do it again. Um, is do you know if there's much gaming or creative culture in your neck of the woods, the Bahamas? As I would say, in the last four to five years, four to five years, the FGC, I'd say, has started to really come into its own, and the creative niche. That was sort of hidden away. It's now starting to to blossom. So, in a nutshell, without me talking too much, yes, it is actually starting to to grow. I'm starting to see way more people, uh, you know, invested in artwork. Like we even have a a, a, a famous, I'd say famous, well-known Bahamian artist. Uh, her name she goes by the name uh, Star Exorcist. If I have to reference another Bahamian artist, yeah, and she's made quite. Uh, name for herself doing artwork for individuals such as um uh, what's his name Eagle Raptor and his crew I can't remember. Gaming Grumps Gaming Grumps oh Gaming Grumps wow Gaming Grumps yeah she's done some work for Mark McMuscles and his series and so you know, just just to name one artist that comes to mind but you have many 
beaming artists really up and coming. And it's good to see, especially given what I had to go through when I was into it. Mm. And no one was really paying it any mind. But as time went on, you know, people, you know, acknowledge there's a place for this kind of uh, creative expression, if you will. Mm. And it's good to see it now finally taken off and people take it a bit more seriously. I think, like, you can imagine America where they have a lot of internet personalities, YouTube celebs, Twitch streamers. Do you have any upcoming, like, streamers or kind of personalities in in the Bahamas? I think, at least internet-wise, I would, I'd be remiss to say that uh, I know of any up and coming right now, but I can tell you more than likely that, yes, we probably have quite a few, given that it's so easy to do it now, you know, it's easy just to you know, get your laptop, plug your mic in and start streaming. So I, I, I'd like to believe we have a few Bahamian up and comings right now. But I'm glad you bring that up because now I have to go actually look it up. <laughs> I need to do some research. I was also curious about um, like other hobbies or interests that kind of, you know, that take you. Um, and you mentioned you had a, like a, you're, you're a bit of a car enthusiast. So, yeah. you know, if I was to imagine we're going to have a bit of a drag race, you know, I'd probably rock up with a uh, with an Alteza and you would show up with the Nissan GTR R35. What is it about this car that you find so special? Uh, the R35, it was, it was, it is a car that just interests me because I was interested in the, one of the previous models, the R32. And as time went on, yeah, I loved it, thought it was awesome. I still think it's awesome, but you know, when, I can't remember which model it was, I think it's the R33. You know, it, it was a long while in between the GTR I told you about and the previous one. So when the new one came out, I saw it, the R35 came out, and I was like, holy smoke, <laughs> this, this car is beautiful. And as time has gone on, they've only refined it and made it even, you know, to me, even more awesome vehicle. Of course, it has its issues as any car does honestly but i just think it's a really nice vehicle for what it's worth what would be your choice of color then for the for the vehicle admittedly in the same clip you have playing right now that same gray oh really that would be it right there. okay <laughs> yes. nice like a gunmetal kind of mm. i mean i I'm a, i'll be honest i'm not a car guy if anyone asked me what my car was i would just you know like what would be my dream boy racer car i'd probably just say skyline or a supra because yeah. you know everyone watches those fast and furious movies yeah <laughs> not, not a thing wrong with that trust me because trust me i say enthusiasts but you know i'm not i mean when you hear the extent of the uh, knowledge of people who go by the name car enthusiasts you know i am not close to that you know i i have a like for vehicles i, I find them quite interesting you know various models various stuff like that but to call myself like a real hardened car enthusiasts, you know, under the hood doing that kind of stuff. You know, I still have a ways to go. I'm interested in getting to that point with the vehicles and whatnot, but right now I'm just standing by the showcase looking inwards like, wow, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you guys have any, um, like, any car expos or um, any, any any kind of expos that happen um, out your it's ways? It's funny you mention that. Yeah, yeah we... Before, uh, what was it? There's two things that kind of put a damper on that. A, Hurricane Dorian, not to bring down the mood, and B, uh, 
and COVID. But prior to those two events, we had a lot more, you know, minor car shows were starting up because, you know, people had their new trucks they were bringing on the islands, new trucks, new cars, things like that. And so I remember one day on one of our more uh, prominent fields that we have on the island, I saw a big bunch of cars gathered up. And I was like, whoa, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> and so it was, it was like a... I'd say a budget car show, if you will. Budget like, car first, first show. There. <laughs> but it was a car show nonetheless. You know, people were out there having a good time, you know, looking at each other's vehicles. And, and it was nice. I was like, okay, we, we, we started something different. <laughs> and, so, yeah. and I've got another thing that you like. Um, it, it, it's something peculiar, so I just wanted to find a way of, I guess, just n- correctly... Um, presenting it sure, is sure. um your fascination or your interest in firearms um yes. so that's anything from like pistols to um assault rifles yes. you know any or any automatic weapons eh? yes pistols uh rifles you know those things i'm not sure when it actually started but at some juncture in my life i looked at the uh beretta uh firearm 92 fs and i was like yeah yeah, I like these. <laughs> and as time went on, you know, I just, you know, delved more and more into it, you know, you know different kinds of rounds, you know, different, you know, characteristics of uh, the various firearms, you know, the Glocks and the, you know, Smith & Wesson's revolvers, you know, automatic, semi-automatic, all that type of stuff. And it's just something that in my, you know, passing fascination, I just tend to check it out and say, hmm, that was pretty good, you know. CZ, those type of uh, arms, I just find them pretty nice. But, you know, go ahead. No, no, just, yeah, so for, for, from people who who have, you know, actually practiced shooting guns and stuff, they say it's such um, an exhilarating, releasing feel. You know, like when you go to a shooting range and stuff, would you ever want to try actually shooting um, a weapon at a gun range? Yes, but, but of course, that's actually something I would... I'm planning to do in the coming years when uh, my wife and I get to travel again. We'd like to, yeah, just take a, a trip right to some state outside of Florida because we always go to Florida. <laughs> Every it's a running joke that Bahamians only know one state. Wow, Florida, <laughs> Florida and Atlanta maybe. But yeah, we we'd like to go. You know, just uh, head to the states. We don't have gun ranges here. The only thing that constitutes a gun range on our island is you, you drive out way out east somewhere, you pick a dirt road, and you start shooting at the trees. <laughs> <laughs> man, <That's the> gun <laughs> route. <laughs> getting real dirty in the wop wops, man. Yeah, you got it. God. You got it. So, and you know, so beyond that, yeah, yeah. But most of the times, we only in this country, you're only allowed to actually own a shotgun. And even by that, you have to make sure you have your safe. Yeah, you have to have your license. You have to pay, you know, various fees and whatnot. Yeah. But in terms of carrying a actual pistol or carrying a, you know, a smaller sidearm, yeah, that that doesn't fly. Uh, could you give me one moment? I actually got to go get my power cord. Yeah, bro. No worries. No, you're good. No, no, no. You're good. You're right back.
Sorry. All right, good to go. No, you're good, man. Um, so if it's okay, I'll just bring it back to your music and um, sure, your, sure. your journey on YouTube, because um, you had been making stuff for quite a long time. What was it like making? What was it like remixing? in the early days of YouTube, before kind of content creation was, was quite common? I was, I was saying, uh, early on, early on, if I must reminisce like in a old man right now, back in, I'd say it's 04, 05, at one point, I only posted my artwork to DeviantArt. And at some point, I started dabbling into music because it was brought to my attention that, hey, you can make music on your laptop. So I said, so I looked into the software, I know I looked into the hardware and all that stuff, and I started. So, boom, fast forward, I started posting my own little original beats that I'd make, and I just, you know, it was a shot in the dark. I just said whatever. Surprise, people started noticing the little original stuff, but it wasn't nothing. The, you know, it wasn't explosive. It wasn't like yeah, whatever. And then. Uh, an artist by the name of Negro Saki. I gotta mention him because he helped propel me into doing remixes. He did a remix of Final Fantasy X's and I always forget the blasted song. I think I know which one. I think that's the, yeah, that's the first song I actually ran of him into as well. Yeah. Ah, good, good, good. So that right there, that song, I, I heard it and it was like, like a mind blow. I see so that's when I discovered sampling. You know, you could take little bits of songs and uh, you can manipulate it, add your chords, add your melodies, and just kind of make it your own without just ripping the whole song. Mm. And so I sampled the, I think the first song I ever, it was between the Windows 95 theme and a song from Kirby, if I remember. Anyway, I remixed the Kirby song, posted it. And wow, it's like totally but surely I'm noticing the views starting to uptick. And then I sampled some Final Fantasy 13 music, and then I noticed that started to catch on. And so I say, oh, hmm. <laughs> so I say, okay, okay, I, I think I see a market for what I'm doing. But w within that time frame, like, like you said, before content creation was a thing, you know, before content creation was really. Thing. You had a group of people who, you know, YouTube was a wild, wild lands, basically, you know, mm. wild west. If you know. So everyone from podcasts to remixes to just vlogs, you just did. And there was a little corner of YouTube that I discovered did remixes. Uh, it was Universal Video Game Musicians. Musicians, yeah. And you, you got it. And at the time, you know, me being just a, a newbie, I saw this group and I said, man. I really want to get you know into this group so it started being a goal of mine to become a part of UPG and eventually that happened which you know I'm always grateful to to our boss and the group for getting me that additional exposure when YouTube was just really starting to you know bring in the masses if you would and and I guess honestly from that point the rest is history. I just kept posting. I got a few big collaborations, you know, uh, Maximilian, a couple other channels, ended up using one or two of my songs, and that really brought in some subscribers. And yeah, it just, you just watched it grow to this point, and 
and here we are on the cusp of i think 14 14,000 subs i think if i can't remember yeah man that's a great um it's, it's a great accomplishment thank you so much man i'm just you know taking it one song at a time so like when so with that happening when itunes and spotify and all these other audio platforms started to pop up um how did you change and how did your approach change in terms of the landscape when uh yes yeah, so you can say when these different excuse me <laughs> when these different <laughs> platforms <laughs> the bills, these different platforms and stuff started popping up while sampling is a bit tricky you try to now more, more move into the realm of doing uh covers and stuff instead of just straight up sampling you because you know you can get, get in a little trouble yeah when you start uh you know posting work that you know, sample work without proper permission now even though there's a good gray area there i think it's a certain amount you're allowed to do before it becomes you know an issue but i, but I just try to mix more of the covers along with the sampling and then i just pick and choose what songs to upload so as to not get in any uh, major issues but thankfully even though you have more people streaming music and whatnot, as opposed to pulling it up on YouTube, there's still a market for those who are using YouTube to listen to tunes. And then I was able to find a way to get music, thankfully, on the uh, various streaming platforms via, am I allowed to call company names? Bro, go ahead, dude. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, via DistroKid, I started uploading things to the various platforms via DistroKid. And so now, thankfully, you can find the vast majority of my music on Spotify and various other places. Not every tune, of course, but the ones that, you know, that don't trigger basically the whole sample thing, sample uh, alarm, if you will. You will find those on the different platforms. So thankfully, it worked out uh, surprisingly well because I thought, you know, at some juncture, I may have to just stop because no one's really pulling up videos on YouTube anymore. Yeah. Well, going on what you just said, um, YouTube, this SoundCloud is as well, you know, like if a new, if a new person wanted to start remixing today, would you say there's a big difference if you start on SoundCloud nowadays compared to say YouTube? Nowadays with SoundCloud being as, I'd say it's very saturated, no matter how you cut it. Back then, it was, once again, Wild West, you know, tumbleweeds rolling around. Yeah. So, you know, anything was fair game. You had people uploading, you know, God knows what. But now, with SoundCloud being a more professional business type of situation, you, know, you, you can, you're free to upload to all these places. Don't get me wrong, right? But it's just that because there's so many there's so many people uploading to these places now, right? Especially places such as SoundCloud and Hear This and, you know, those other sites. I would say upload with the mindset that you're here to just share what you enjoy doing at the end of the day. You may not see the follow count skyrocket. You may not see the view count skyrocket, but you have to stay focused on the fact that this is something you enjoy doing and something you enjoy sharing. Because if you only hold fast to statistics and seeing that number go up, you're going to be discouraged real quick. Yeah. Because 
the growth, the explosive growth that one would have experienced back then, at least in my opinion, right? It would be a little tougher to get it right now, unless you, you know, you get that one sort of beat that, you know, resonates and spreads around and whatnot. But yeah, don't focus so much on those figures. Just ultimately share what you enjoy, regardless of the platform you use. And more than likely, hard work tends to get noticed, no matter how many people may be there. Yeah. So yeah. What other projects or um, who else do you know that's used your music? Let's see. Beyond uh, you guys, thanks again, by the way, for, hey, for using the tunes. Of course. Um, you know, yourselves, various uh, FGC, you know, known or unknown uh, groups have used the tunes. Because ultimately, I just, my mentality is um, you're free to use it once credit is given. Yeah. So I've heard made stuff pop up even in places where I'll admit I didn't explicitly say, hey, go ahead. But the good thing is, at least they respected it enough to say, hey, this uh, intro or this song was done by uh, Project or Rupinets or whatever. So check them out when you can. And just that alone, I was like, okay, that's fine. And I think that's what thankfully has allowed the music to get to a lot more people <clears throat> as opposed to saying, hey, you're going to have to pay me like 200 bucks to use that song. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> You know, either that or people would just straight up rip the song anyway and use it. Yeah. And then what are you going to do about it? So as time went on, I just was like, you know what? To avoid all that drama, you know, if it's something I explicitly don't want used, then I just don't upload it. Simple as that. Yeah. That's the only way you could do it. If you're going to put something on the internet, there's a 99.999% chance someone's going to use it for something yeah. or whatever. So you can't be unreasonable when you're dealing with the uh, internet. So if you don't want someone to use something, just don't post it. But sorry, I digress. That's um, right. You have, who is it? You know, Max used some stuff. It's, I can't lie, it's a lot of different, over the years, a lot of different groups, a lot of different uh, individuals who you know, podcasts and stuff, especially, who are like, hey, man, we like your music. Can we use it? I'm like, okay, no problem. <laughs> but you can't. You know, no big deal. Uh, uh, Once you don't claim it as your own. So that's it. Yeah. No, that, that that's cool, man. It must be really, must be very gratifying, not for validation, but just more so that they do actually want to use it and they're yes, genuinely exactly. reaching out. Because yeah. it, it always, it surprises me. Because I will admit to you, I can tell you right now, um, over the years, I have, you know, reached out to, individuals who I you know I see, hey, you know, maybe they could, you know, find a place to use a mix or whatever. So I would just simply shoot an email and say, hey, you know, if ever you would like to use one of the remixes or whatever, you're free to use it. And that's it. You know, I don't try to be a pest and just say, hey, 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 do you see my songs? You know, can, you want to use my songs? Yeah, I get you. That would be scary. Nah, you're too cool for that, man. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't want to dob anyone, but have you ever listened to a remix? And it and it has definitely not been a remix, as you've said. It's just been completely ripped. Yes, unfortunately, yes. Is it quite common? Uh, is is it, is it quite common? Because um, I would think it's quite easy to to stamp out. Or, or... It, it is. It is. It is. But in terms of it being common, uh, how can I put it? It's. 
it's common in the sense that you have a lot of people who, you know, they, how can I put it? They listen to a song. They listen to a song. And I guess I probably, I'm probably delving in the realm of colors here, but they listen to it and they do it verbatim. They take the song and they don't really, like you said, they don't remix it per se. You know, they just literally copy it, you know, verbatim. Yeah. And it's like, uh, <laughs> I guess, you know, not to be like sound like some elitist or whatever. But then you have individuals who, you know, I guess this is my little pet peeve that, uh, let's say they sample a bit of a song, right? Yeah. And they proceed to either put either like the most, you can hear that, unfortunately, not very much. And this is subjective, so you know, don't quote me on this. Not very much effort was put into it. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. Here it is. Every hour on the hour, they're putting out a new song, and I'm like, how? How's that possible? <laughs> like, <laughs> where do you have the time? Where do, where do you find the time, the energy? Yeah. <laughs> like here it is. Every day, every other day, I'm seeing a new song. I'm saying, okay, well, hey, well, hey, like, I guess it's because I'm old enough. Well, hey, for I some people, an hour is coming up with the beat, so it's like, ah, how do you explain that? Exactly. You know, it's like, I, it blows my mind. And I just chalk it up to creative, I guess, energy. You know, you if you can push out that many songs in, in that amount of time, fair enough. You know, I just, I think, when was it? My peak, I guess, in terms of output was like 2012, 2013. I look back and it was like like 40 songs in one year. And I was like, holy sweet. You're like, I, I'm, I'm, on a, I'm on a hot, like, producing <laughs> period right now. Exactly, yeah. and then you know, as, t- as the years went on, I, I slowed down, and, and now I'm to a point where I'm trying to actually be more reasonable with, with my um inputs because now I'm getting back into artwork a lot, and I'm getting back into trying to spread my uh, energy, if you will, between you know, doing music, doing art, and then other you know, miscellaneous stuff, trying to learn, yeah, a bit of the video editing and stuff, but as a I guess not disclaimer at this point, but I don't see what I said earlier was not to slant any others in their creative processes. But admittedly, I have heard a few, you know, to go back to the question, I've heard a few remixes that, that have been somewhat questionable, if you will. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. No, that's fair, dude. That's fair. Um, so, like, I, I want to oppose something to you because um, something that's I've, uh, something I've been seeing quite a lot just in mainstream music is like DJs who do like live scratchings or live, mm-hmm. you know, would you ever want to explore your presence on Twitch more? Possibly even doing like a live mixing, but still have that anonymity, you know, doing, doing it behind like a screen, but we can see your yeah, silhouette like, kind of thing, you know, would, has, has any thoughts like that ever crossed your mind? It's funny you mentioned that because I was approached with that idea before by a viewer, they were like, hey, have you considered doing any DJ work? Like, you know, how many songs play? Just as what you described, right? Have you, yeah, yeah basically what you described. Yeah. And I, for what it's worth, I could see it sort of happen in the future because when I'm live streaming, you know, my little gameplay and whatnot, I'm looking into now possibly live streaming actual music process i you know the process i take to make the beats and that would be yeah that'd be awesome bro exactly right and i'm thinking 
moving forward, I may look into exactly what you described. Um, sort of live sort of DJ playthrough with a different yeah. song. But still kind of having like a Daft Punk kind of vibe. Like you can't see yeah, any yeah, of characteristics yeah. of I a human person. Yeah. Like, like for me, you to meet right now, I'd rather you and me, if, if it allows, to meet in person, right? Because I was never one to, to really share my face online or share my... Because I thought, even now, I think that's that's part of the whole... That anonymous that part that's part of the appeal. Yeah, it's the staying power. It keeps it it keeps people coming back. It's like we love this music, but who the fuck is this guy? We don't know what he looks (laughs) like. (laughs) Because the few people who have seen me is either because I think more people saw me uh, when I when I got married, and you know, of course, people are gonna post photos online. You can't stop that. Yeah. So I think that was the one point where more people saw my face than. You know, and even then, now that's like lost in the, you know, arms of history. <laughs> so, you know, what's this guy look like again? It's like, yeah, just look at the avatar. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. A... No, I'm really surprised that you've been thinking about that. I just, I don't know. I was just, um, I was just watching, well, I was idea. just watching my cousins watch this like live DJ music mm-hmm. type thing. And I thought you could kind of do that with any. Like, like yeah, with any kind yeah, of right. re, with any kind of person into music, um, yes. And I was like, that that would be quite that'd be. Quite, what 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 kind of equipment are you rocking right now, man? Right now, I am rocking uh, an Arturia MIDI keyboard. Let me get the exact model for you. But right now, it's an Arturia MIDI keyboard. It's uh, twenty five keys, I believe. I just got that recently. Uh, I the reason I got that is because I had a forty nine key. What is it? Is it a Nexus? I can't remember the name of my stuff. Sorry. Nectar. There it is. <laughs> Nectar MIDI keyboard. <laughs> Getting old. And what's, what else? Do I so I have those two keyboards. I have some one audio headphones. They cost me like 30 bucks on Amazon, but the sound fidelity is surprisingly good. I think it's really good. And in terms of my laptop, I'm using an uh, HP EliteBook 8560W. It's a bit old in terms of its video card and, you know, process and whatnot. But it's getting the job done. It's really getting the job done pretty well right now. But, oh, programs. I'm using Ableton Live and occasionally uh, FL Studio for some Uh, touch-up work here and there. Sweet. But... Yeah, those are my main tools, at least for music creation right there. Yeah. Now, I, you mentioned this in a previous interview, um, and the interviewer was saying, you know, like he loves what the work that you do. You kind of revamp the original soundtrack, and I won't take you through that kind of typical question, which you probably get so many <laughs> times. Um, but in terms of other remixes you've heard, has there been one that you've heard that's made you go, oh, fuck yeah, I vibe this? Ooh. Which one is the question? Good Lord. Because as the years go by, you know, I don't say this to belittle myself, right? But remember that story I told you about I training earlier and I kind of skipped out? Yeah. Yeah. So now you have these dudes doing straight up orchestral arrangements and whatnot of various, you know, Final Fantasy. So like Alex uh, Mocha. Mocha, I think his name is. Yeah. Uh, Incredible composer, right? And now he he's doing his remixes. Uh, you have guys like uh, Little V, the, this guitarist on YouTube, and he does some amazing rock covers. He even sings and whatnot. 
And, you know, you listen to, and there's so many others, but you listen to individuals like, like them, right? And you just like, <laughs> like I go back and listen to what I'm doing. I'm like, geez, Louise. Like, like I have so much room to, to really <laughs> expand, right? But at the end of the day, you know, I look at what I'm doing and I say, you know, little by little, I'm just trying to, to improve my craft. But I can't <clears> sit here and just uh, compare myself to the point where I'm discouraged, right? You want to be encouraged when you see work that's better than yours. And that's going to be all the time, trust me. Yeah. But you can't, you know, I can't, I try not to sit there because I can only speak for myself, honestly. I can't sit there and belittle myself to the point where I see, uh, you know, what's the point of making music when you have these guys on the platform? No, you can't do that. Mm. So you're absolutely right. There have been many, many times I've scrolled right through my subscription feed and my timeline on YouTube and I hear the songs and I'm like, gee, you got friggin' kidding me. <laughs> All right. Well, here's here's a question for you, man. When you're working on a particular song, when you're remixing, how many times, when you, after you've listened to a song, do you realize like, oh, like, like you you hear the song, but you're you're, yeah, you're just and, not and, hearing and, it. Like, when do you just zone out? When you, how many times yeah. do you have to listen to your song in the works until you've just kind of like completely zoned out? Hundreds sometimes, because when you're making it. You turn the song on and off hundreds of times, right? Hundreds. So when you actually finish, you're actually done with it. Like for me, when I'm done with a song and I post it, I let it play in my car from when I leave my apartment to when I get to work. And then sometimes when I, during the day, I just let it play. I just listen to it. You know, I listen to it and I say, okay, yeah, you could have, you could have uh, probably turned the bass down here, or you could have probably added a little segment here. Or, you know, but by the time that day is done, I'm pretty much on to the next project. Like, I'm mentally, I'm done with that. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that, that was fun. <laughs> but now I, I, I want to make something else now. And that's how it's been with me, right? You have uh, others, and I don't say this is not, but you have others that would stay, they would stay on a project for months. They would stay on a song, a single song. But I'm talking months if not a year right? yeah and i'm like more power to you <laughs> yeah you're like right? you do you bro it's just like a year on a single song <laughs> yeah, I, i'm sorry i'm sorry and i think that might be of course part of why i i have my own shortcomings as a composer i'm, I'm very well aware of that but at the same time i just have too much fun doing this to just sit there for like months sometimes like i told you, you know, months to a year just like hmm, man i could fix that i could turn the velocity down a bit on that one note i'm like dude come on man. <laughs> Wait, <put this> on. <laughs> yeah. hey in that previous interview um when they were when you were talking about how you're making your work you said it was an unlimited source of creative energy you know your view on your on your work does that statement st does that statement still stand or has there been changes since then Believe it or not, it still stands. It still stands. Because the more I do it, the more I feel as though it's time for me to stop. You know, I, I look around, I see like up and coming generations of uh, composers. And, you know, I'm sitting there like the old man on the front porch. I'm like, oh man, these kids are something else. <laughs> but, you know, the more I do this, the more I realize it's still, it's, it's unlimited good. Like, I don't mean to sound like some guru or whatever, but. 
you realize sometimes we we cap our own creativity under the pretense of it's quote unquote time to stop. Now, if you feel within yourself that you're not having fun anymore, you're not really, you know, progressing, if you will, in terms of your creative spectrum, you just, you know, you're stagnant, you're not, then stop. Yeah. Just simply stop. Take a break or stop altogether and pursue another interest, you know. But yeah, you. It, that creative energy it, it, it's never shut down it's, it's always there to pull from you just have to pretty much uh tap into it i feel mm. so yeah well you did i'm mean, sorry you did mention a while back as well like you're an artist because not only do you make the tricks but you you know like if you post them on youtube you make like a little art picture for them as well yeah, I try to do yeah I, i'd say that's kind of your your signature about the remix because it's it's not just the actual audio it's 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 everything else um and you mentioned okay. that you take a bit of inspiration from junie um the girl who i mean the, sorry the person who's done the you know like the girl and the guy palette uh, arts for um, tekken yeah, 7 yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. yes 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 and um you know it's crazy it's crazy um junie Juni's work uh when i first saw it was i said what the hell is this Right. And I started going through it. And beyond Junie, it's it I mean to call the artists would be crazy. But I always really liked uh Johnny's work, Junie's work for as long as I could remember. Right. Especially when I started uh picking up tech and you know, soul caliber stuff like that. I, was, I, I saw their work and I just was like, Good lord. <laughs> I really like this stuff. Right. So the only thing with me is that uh, as much as I try to paint, if you will, like that style with uh, Joni and so many others use, so many uh, artists are using these days, I just, I'm too lazy to paint, I realize. I, I always end up self-shading or some variation thereof, but never paint. Yeah. Would you say... But I really like that work. Would, would you say you have a preference in terms of, like, what you like to draw? Like, do you like to draw borderline realistic characters or kind of anime kind of off the page quite out their characters i'd say definitely the latter although i've been trying to move from the, the hard anime spectrum and try to get into the into the middle of things and try to balance out because at one point yeah everything was like hyper anime and hyper you know but you know as i delves into all kind of different art styles you know you realize there has to be a balance excuse me because a lot of the artists who i figured hey this guy does all this cartoony stuff you know that's all he draws right and then you check the portfolio <laughs> and then you notice these individuals are very well grounded in things like still life you know they've done a ton of studies they've done a ton of light you know, practices and shading and all this other stuff. And it kind of pissed me oh, off because I was like, oh, come on. Do I have to do this? <laughs> like, do I have to get that extra mile? Yeah, do I have to do this, right? But yeah, it's, it's that's the only way you can actually, I feel. And you have artists on YouTube who debate this all the time. Do you have to do formal art school or do you just draw by, you know, just natural raw talent? But at the end of the day, I think you still have to actually use your surroundings and study those things and actually apply it to what you're drawing instead of always being you know, and coming from me this may sound like total like i'm a total hypocrite right now because i haven't done any like studies or whatever but 
you know, at some point you learn differently in life. And so after seeing all that, I realized, yeah, I got to start to, uh, you know, balance things out a bit. Uh, yeah. Do you have any favorite, um, favorite art drawings or art designs of characters? Some of my favorite art designs. Let's see. At one point, I was a huge fan of Ashley Wood's work from, I think uh, he did a novel, a visual novel for Metal Gear. And I saw his work. And I was like, yo, that's tight. <laughs> and of course, you know, the obligatory, uh, uh, is it Yoji Shinkawa? Let me see something. I just want to make sure I got this. Yeah. Yoji Shinkawa of Metal Gear fame. Always uh, loved his work. But to say I have uh, one specific favorite artist, I, I would sort of be lying there because I, I have so many different uh, artists whose work I look at and say, you're incredible, absolutely incredible. So yeah. You know, to harken back to that creative energy thing, by the way, I think a lot of that can be seriously utilized when you can see work and stuff that's that's better than yours or that's on a that next level and you could actually appreciate it and say you know what this is really good let me see let me now try to build to this let me try to get on on this level you know on that level if you will instead of looking at it and just getting bitter you know like what i would do sometimes honestly <laughs> i would see work and be like, ah, too good. <laughs> so like Getting you on this podcast and you being from where you are, the Bahamas, I've, I just wanted in respect to pay touch, pay respects to the Bahamas FGC and you said they kind of flourished in the last few, few years. Like looking from the outside, how do you view the fighting game community in general? Fighting game, okay, we're talking like globally or um, different? Oh, whatever you want, US, globally Europe. or just in your, just in your own part? Okay. Well, globally, I mean, unfortunately, we've all been forced into the dreaded online play. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but all jokes aside, um, I actually still really love the fighting game community because, you know, political, but on our side, um, I just think it's really nice, you know, for people to, you know, competition to me is always nice. Competition is always good. And with so many fighting games now, you know, get into the spotlight, or rather, people now having access to so many fighting games. I think it's great. Honestly. I think it's great. And outside, in the FGC actually played a huge role in my uh, creative process and my music and whatnot getting out there. I mean, I'm on an FGC podcast right now, for goodness sake. So, <laughs> right. So, like, because so, I mean, you, you did briefly start in the fighting game community. How did you? What was that brief journey like for you? It was it was interesting. It was interesting because you know just doing like the the uh, what was it that Street Fighter Two player select remix that right there you know when Max Million used it I mean he used some stuff prior to that but that for some reason that was the one song that really tipped the scales. People really got interested in the channel, and so between that song. And the various Tekken songs that were done, you know, the FGC has been very, uh, you know, pol polite isn't the word, but it's been very nice to me, if you will, in terms of enjoying the tunes and the various streamers, you know, like uh, Low Tier God and a couple others, you know, you, they would say, yo, I heard your music on this guy's stream. Or I heard your music on that guy's stream. And I'm like, oh, 
Like really? <laughs> okay, that's that's excellent. So I would actually go find those streamers and tell them, thank you very much for for using the music. I I appreciate it. You know? But so for what it's worth, I've had no issues uh, with the fighting game community. I know people in recent times, you know, you know, uh, I've heard things, yeah. being, you know, esports and all this other stuff. You know, it's becoming more prevalent. And I, I try to tune that out because I know at the end of the day, you still have the grassroots community who, you know, they're going to trash talk and they're going to have their fun and, and have a good time, you know, playing Tekken or whatever. So, yeah. What's the one game that you do enjoy watching? Would it be Street Me? Fighter? Would it be Tekken? You said it. A lot of I, I enjoy Street Fighter. You know, don't get me wrong. I enjoy Street Fighter. But Tekken... Uh, I played tech and I got serious about tech and probably what what is it twenty twenty in twenty nineteen no like twenty eighteen I'm sorry I got really serious the end of twenty eighteen I got really serious about tech and so after really learning how it's very complex but it's simple at the same time because like in any fighting game if you underthink you're dead and if you overthink you're dead so tech it. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Check it to me. When you watch that, you know, oh, I get Kareem Badash, you know, I can Snake Edge and I can uh, Storm Jet up and do whatever. And then you got people just, okay, that's nice. You can do all that, but can you break this throat? <laughs> Layers, <laughs> eh? Layers. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, you, you can do all this fancy, you know, I can do electrics, you know, I can do all five electrics in one go or whatever. And then it's like, okay, fine. But can you see this low coming? <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, we all love the fighting game community. Um, especially over here, there's a very distinct feel between, like, say, the Tekken community compared to the Street Fighter community. Mm. Street Fighter community are uh, very, very family boisterous uh loud yeah, i mean we yeah. we, lo- right, we love pop-offs right. as much as anyone um and i'd assume it's i mean it's got to be the same throughout the world but street street fighter is always yeah, a classic definitely. and tekken's always a classic as well definitely trust me because you know uh yeah you you pretty much nailed it on the head this street fighter always had that because it's, it's the more widely known or sorry in a community standpoint people gravitate towards street fighter more than they do Tekken, even though Tekken, you know, is definitely like super worldwide. But yeah, the, the crowds tend to, uh, for some reason, always be the same, if you will. The Tekken crowd and the Street Fighter crowd tend to be the same in, in whatever community you go in, honestly. Well, who are you playing um, in Tekken, bro? I, um, I'm sorry to admit, I was a Kazuya scrub. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was a machine. You, you were a P2 trying to get yeah, perfect electrics on everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's okay. Everyone is that player at the beginning. Like, we can't lie. Um, no, because I, you know, I, I always was interested in Kazuya because I played, I started playing some Tekken 5 on the PSP back in the day, like way back in the day. But, I couldn't figure out the movement for the life of me. I was like, what the hell is going on? I'm pressing up and the guy's in jumping. It's like, it's a, it's like, hey, come over here. It's a 3D fighter guy. <laughs> you can sidestep. So, oh, okay. So, but I put it down for a bit and then I came back. I tried Tekken 6 and once again, it, it didn't work or too good for me with Tekken 6. But Tekken 7, when I started playing Tekken 7, it's like everything clicked. Yeah. And so, 
I had a really good time in Tekken 7. I don't play it as much anymore, admittedly. I don't play it nearly as much as I used to. But I may get back into it, but bro, looking at uh, season, what is it, season four? Right oh, now. season three? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, you're right. Season three, looking to be a season four. I think they want to add some more characters. I'm looking at how bloated the roster's starting to get. Man, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Who man. I mean, this? my biggest issue with it is um, everything's homogenized. Um, you know, yes. character, yes. character. Sorry, the damage, uh, war combo potential. Um, it, it almost seems like a lot of characters are on par. Um, uh -huh. And of course, you know, people are going to question the decisions because some characters are kind of left standing in the in the desert yeah. compared to others. And it's and like it's 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 a lack of it's a lack of um, transparency and just knowing what these decisions, really why the, why yeah. decisions are being why these decisions are being made <laughs> why does Zafina have a crazy backdash you know why do characters like Steve and Geese even though they get slightly nerfed they are still really difficult to deal with really hard to deal with and I guess because maybe the mindset because you have people on both sides of this tacking argument but I think the mindset is like if everyone's broken then no one's broken so yeah you know <laughs> So we just uh, give you like 50 plus characters and how about it? Um, but even though it's like you said, at high level, you you really only see a certain few characters at high level in Tekken. You can play anyone, of course. It's you know, People always say that, oh, Tekken's really balanced that you can play anyone. But as with uh, any game, any AI, fighting games included, there's this thing called the dominant strategy. I'm sure you're aware of it. So you pick a top tier, yeah. and you just go from there. I mean, if you want to win the tournament. But for fun, yeah, you could pick anybody. Even if you want to pick Alyssa. I mean, shout out to Alyssa, man. What do you think is the, the better game to watch? Street Fighter Five or Tekken 7 at this point? For me, I... This is a tough one, because I just watched the Street Fighter the other day, and it was surprisingly hype. But, but I like to watch Tekken. I like to watch Tekken a lot, because when you realize the, um, on top of the mind games, the movement and stuff that you need to really, you know, get the edge at a high level, it's crazy. Even though it looks like everybody's spazzing out on screen when they back dash it and forward dash it or whatever. But watching Tekken for me, especially now that I know more than I did a few years ago, it's, it's amazing, man. Like even to this point, when they watch some tech, and it's like, holy smokes, that's amazing. Like, you know, it's pretty good. When even my uh, wife was watching the other day, and she started asking questions about what was going on. And so, you know, I had to pretend like I was some, you know, fighting game guru. I was like, well, actually, that's a forward dash. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, man. I was like, actually, that's down forward. That, that, that's a wife you want to keep, man. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah. One that's, one that's curious. Yeah, she was very curious. So yeah. So, so yeah, I guess we can probably comment. I mean, comment on kind of like the FGC happenings. There was the um, the Dan character preview that they had for yeah. Street Fighter Five and Kunimitsu reveal for Tekken Seven. Do you have any yeah, sure. personal or creative thoughts on these two characters? I'll address the elephant in the room. Or I should say the Kunaichi in the room. <laughs> Kunimitsu. I personally feel I'm not I'm not complaining because I wasn't one of those who was begging for her to come back and again. Yeah. But if you're gonna bring her back, just bring her back, right? When I saw the mask come off and I saw it's gonna be Sue's uh what's it daughter. Spoilers, sorry. 
I was like, uh, eh. I think it would have been better if they just brought the actual villains. Yeah, they can have but, they can have forty plus year old men in it in Tekken, but not forty <laughs> plus year old women. Yeah, I know. Someone right. commented on it, and I'm like, Jesus, that's so true. It's true, and I mean, you don't say it to complain because you're gonna have people on both sides of the argument. They're gonna say, Hey, they brought good me too back. You guys are, you know, bitching about it, and then. Uh, on the other side, they're gonna say like me. I just thought like the look for the character is she's not a bad looking character, but I just feel it's a missed uh, opportunity there to really just you know bring back an older Kuni me to probably with a more refined uh, you know move set or something like that. I don't know, you know. I never played her, so I don't understand. But as for Dan, as for Dan, I'm now starting to wonder if. We are actually ever gonna get Street Fighter Six. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because it looks as though they're gonna take what uh, Ono and his team had, you know, established, and just can continue to to build on it. Because I mean, I guess if people are still buying Street Fighter Five, why make a Street Fighter Six at this point? You know, same with Tekken Seven right now. This is the best. I think uh, I want to see. Both have been doing at this time. I think Tekken 7 is definitely doing better than Street Fighter 5 by numbers. But the interest in Street Fighter 5 is definitely growing because, ironically enough, they're adding a bunch of old characters back to the game. Yeah, legacy characters, <laughs> so, which is... Um... You know, people, you know, what's, what's the phrase? The more things change, the more they stay the same, right? Yeah. So people say they want new characters in Street Fighter. They, they bring the new characters, and of course, everyone says, so where are the old characters? So... You know, but as for Don, it's it's his gameplay and stuff was pretty interesting, you know, initially. It looks like he's gonna be quite a character to play. I don't know if he's gonna be actually I can't even advise to where he may be on Ted Taylor's, but um it looks interesting to say the least. I gotta see how Auro and the rest of those look uh, when they show up. Yeah, I think we're at an interesting point because obviously we weren't expecting season five for street fighter five and i think a lot of players yeah. weren't expecting a season four for Tekken seven i think we just assumed that both of their games had reached their lifespan yeah, yes. so it was good yeah. that we got caught with the unexpectedness um yeah definitely definitely yeah that they must do they must be dan's got to come off with a really good reveal um as for kunimitsu mm -hmm. yeah it's like well we're happy she's in the game but i don't yeah, think she's you know, like the prime focus but you know still welcome uh -huh. Yeah, it's still welcome. It's still welcome. Don't get me wrong. It's just, I guess for me personally, it's just a touch underwhelming. Because here it is, even, uh, you know, normally when a new character comes out, you know, people start drawing the fan art and doing this and doing that. And even on that front, it isn't as though people are definitely running to, hey, Kunimitsu. People are just like, okay, she sort of looks like a DOA 6 character, but eh. Uh, what are you gonna do about it? Yeah. Ignant Rizzy, uh, the American guy streamer, he said that she looks like a Neo character. I kind of agreed with ah. him there. <laughs> yeah, Rizzy, Rizzy's pretty cool, man. Ignant Rizzy's pretty good. But uh, yeah, you're right. It's you know you take it as it is. I mean, we everyone has critique on on things, you know, myself included. So it doesn't take away from the fact that they added a new character. It looks as though they have some more to come. So. Mm. You'll see how it goes. So, how do you see the future of, of fighting games? Uh, for, yeah, how do, you, how do you see it, man? The future of fighting games. Well, for one, I'd like a new virtual fighter. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but, beyond, but beyond that, uh, you know, with um, 
the game is moving forward. Um, I'm hoping that we don't get, how do you put it? You don't want it to become a system where you have one game. Let's say, hypothetically, Tekken and Street Fighter come up with a new game. And then you end up, they just drop the number. They just call it Tekken and Street Fighter. And now from that point, you have a game that's almost like a service. And they're just going to be uploading new characters. Almost like Madden. Yeah. Adding new characters every six months. I'm hoping we don't get to that point. But moving forward, I definitely see there's a market for it. But I'm hoping that the companies, you know, the, the different uh, studios don't abandon it straight up because someone made a point to say that PS5 and Xbox, the new consoles that are coming out, there was no fighting game in sight. Yeah. And I had to tell them, I said, well, give it a bit. Give it a little bit because people are straight up thinking that, you know, the FGC is going to get abandoned moving forward. I'm like, nah, nah, nah. It's not that serious. But, you know, the niche titles and whatnot moving forward, you may not see as much, but that's just my opinion, you know, because everyone cries that they want to see new, or see a new, sorry, Project Justice and a new, you know, these niche Japanese games. But when the company's invested, oh, Darkstalkers is another one. Everyone's crying. Yeah, for Dark Darkstalkers. But they release the games and nobody buys the games. So companies aren't here to appease your nostalgic appetite, if you will. They had to make money. So if you're not going to buy the games, don't expect the games to get made. But hopefully moving forward, I, I would hope to see at least one more Street Fighter and possibly a Tekken 8. And from that point, I guess the sky's the limit. We'll see where it goes. Just to flip it back to you, where do you see your work in the future? My work in the future, I may actually at some point uh, move into the stock music market, honestly, start making just, uh, you know, generic sort of tunes that anyone can use in different games or, you know, screen, you know, set plays, whatever. Yeah. Different things that, you know, they can use in music for, different moods, different atmospheres. I may look into getting into that market. Uh, you know, still doing the occasional remix, but I was thinking about it the other day, and I said, you know, as time moves on, you probably want to try some different stuff. So I wouldn't just outright change Project R into that what I just described. But there may not be as many remixes, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, that's what I was thinking about recently. I thought about it and said it probably would be nice to have like a different series of tracks that people could, you know, if they want to donate, you know, they could, they could if they wanted to, but I just have it there for, for download as normal because, you know, everything's free, what I, what I make. I don't, you know, lock it out if you will. Do I just download it? And yeah, just go with that model and see how it goes. But I'm, uh, what's the word? I'm dragging on here. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm looking to do though. Sweet. Hey, well, before we finish up, man, I've got my final round questions for you. So, you ready? Yeah, man. Let it rip. Sweet. So, first one. What remix have you done that best fits your personality? The remix that I've done that best fits my personality. You know what? Because I like it so much, I'm going to go with Save Room. Resident Evil. Ooh. That Resident Evil Save Room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Gungrave or No More Heroes? Why do you have to do this to me? I'm sorry. I just <laughs> I love I wanted to fit it in somewhere. I love these phones. Oh, 
but okay, I have to go with no more heroes. I have to go with no more. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. All right, what's your favorite thing to order online? Definitely uh, sound equipment. Uh, anything with sound equipment and uh, peripherals like back pops and stuff. Yeah, that's it. Name a music artist or remixer whose work you really enjoy listening to. Ooh, here we go. All right, all right. I may have to cheat a bit for this question. <laughs> you know, you swing that. Uh, an artist's work that I really enjoy. Remixes work that I enjoy. I don't know if you know, but uh, he's a good friend of mine. TJ Markram. He does some nice work. TJ Markram. But, yes. Uh, You know what? For the sake of brevity, I'm gonna tell you I really enjoy. Dude, these are some great questions because you got me sweating over here. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. I I told you I like. I, know, I, 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 I like to keep it spicy. You know, it's like ask ask something no, related to you and then just a random one just to. No, this this is yeah. really good. Um, yeah, remixer wise, are these. It's because everyone's going through my head right now. I'm like, oh, God damn. Uh, but yeah, I like DJ Mark- Markham's work. He's a good friend of mine, and he does good work. Um, but in terms of, I'll just have to cheat here. I love Japanese composers. I love their music. Um, because there's so many of them, I, I'll just have to stick with most Japanese composers. And I'll have to leave that one there. Yeah, no, no, that's sweet, man. <laughs> You're good. All right. If you were teaching someone Remix 101, name the song you'd mm-hmm. get them to remix and why. The song I'd get them to remix. I would tell them to remix. Say something right now. Does it have to be a specific song or a song with a certain nature to it? Um, oh, that's for me. Yeah, I'll that. leave that up to you. So, like, yeah, <laughs> if someone, if, if, if you wanted to educate someone in remixing, teach them guide them through that path what song would you say to them okay use this track definitely i'd probably give them something with a probably iconic melody or something that they can belong either something from zelda or one of mario tunes either any nes mario or perhaps super mario world you know something like with a simple uh, distinct melody that they could build on and go from there because everyone has their own style of course but yeah, there's certain things that you have to apply regardless. And so either, even though there's a million remixes of it, I'd say go World One One Mario, or even uh, what's the next one? Super Mario World. Uh, yeah, I guess the first word in Super Mario World too. <laughs> just let them, just let them experiment with that because. You know, even though it might vary from person to person, I wouldn't want to just say give them a song with a very ambiguous sort of feel to it. Like I'd use a DOA soundtrack, for example. Not very many melodies in that. There's a lot of ambient stuff. Yeah, it's really difficult to remix that. So you want to give someone something that they could cling to and build on. So ending with a distinct melody, just go from there, and then you know maybe just build. Now, if they want to sample. That's another story, but we'll we leave that there. <laughs> okay. Uh, sweet, bro. Rank these game soundtracks from first to third. Killer Instinct, Mortal Kombat 11, and Soul Calibur 6. 
All right, let's go. <clears throat> From first to third. Okay, Kill Instinct surprisingly gets my number one. I know that's probably a shock. Soul <laughs> Calibur, number two, and Mortal Kombat gets third place for me. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, Kill Instinct has some crazy music. Has the YouTube copyright system ever frustrated you when uploading remixes? It has before uh, because it's people were just randomly trying to take down remixes at one point. I don't know what was going on with that. But it was not to the point where anything had to come down. So while it frustrated me, it didn't cause me to have to take uh, anything down. I just had to turn off uh, monetization for a few videos. But yeah, I guess it has frustrated me, but not to any major extent. Okay. Sweet. What's your favorite one-liner from a film or TV series? Favorite one-liner? Let's see. I wonder if I should... <laughs> you know what? Let's go with something extremely cliche. I'm gonna go with Kenshiro's "You're Already Dead." Oh, I <laughs> nice one, man. We'll just go with that one. You're already dead. You are already dead. What's the best compliment you've received about your work? The best compliment I probably received about my work is someone told me it actually saved them from taking their own life. So that was actually a pretty heavy, it was heavy, but it it was one of those things that really told me, dude, uh, keep going, don't, don't stop. Because I was at a point where I was basically about to stop doing the work too. I had a few points like that, but long story short, when someone told me it, it actually stopped them from taking their life, I said, okay. Alright. Time to keep this up. Oh, that's so, yeah. That's that's wonderful, man. That's so good. Oh, that was that was huge for me. Seriously. <clears throat> and finally, who's your waifu, Riku? Waifu. Real waifu or anime waifu? <laughs> whoever you want, whoever you want, mate. You know? It can be your wife or it could be I don't know, just you know, you choose. That's too easy. I mean, even though real waifu exists, uh anime waifu, because she she's aware of all this stuff too, honestly. You you have a good time sharing stuff like this with each other. But it's been dude, it's been forever since I watched the recent anime. But for the sake of brevity, I got a reference Fist of North Star again. Mommy, loved her. Uh, even though she was Ray's girlfriend, but Mamiya from Fist of Nostar. That, that's my Wow, name. nice choice, man. I think that's a first for us. <laughs> Retro. <laughs> hey, Ruku, thank you so much, man, for your time and, you know, all your hey, stories. No, no, really, it's been, it's been a real honor. Do you have any last words or shout-outs you want to make, bro? Uh, just shout-outs to you. Shout-outs to Soul Shakers. I'm going to definitely do my best to, to get you guys out there so you can get more guests on here and, and hopefully get even more exposure, man, because it's just really nice to talk to you, and, and you know, it, it's very comfortable and whatnot. So I appreciate that you having me here. But just shout-outs to uh, everyone who's creating, everyone who's, uh, you know, sharing stuff. You know, don't get caught up in, in popularity. Just do what you love, do what you enjoy, share it, and see where it goes from there. Just put your best foot forward. That, that's the key advice there. Just put your best foot forward.